You're listening to Coleman Power on the Organic Fitness Podcast. All right, welcome to the latest episode of the Organic Fitness Podcast. I have my latest guest, uh, Mark Horst, based here in Kildare, and we're going to be talking about the differences between organic growing and the benefits of it. I just want Mark to introduce himself and exactly what he does here on his farm based in uh, Kildare, right, Mark? Uh, good morning, Coleman. Yeah. Um, we started uh, five years ago. Um, we have just under 100 acres of organic farmland. Um, we began with organic Dexter beef. And as we have developed our skill set, we have added uh, lamb, um, uh, broilers, uh, uh, chickens, eggs, honey, and probably the most um, interesting and encouraging thing that we've done is to run courses for educating people. So that's what you're doing currently at the minute, right? So during this discussion, we just want to chat about in relation to the likes of the difference between organic and non-organic. Some people don't even know, some people don't know what to look for. So can we discuss even the differences that you can tell people about what's the difference between organic food, organic produce, or organic, organic uh, produce that you supply? It's a very good question. And again, this is where people need education more than anything else. Organic food is basically food that is produced with absolutely no inputs from chemicals, fertilizers, pesticides, or herbicides. There is no debate on this. And we're lucky in Ireland that we have two very good um, uh, authorities that um, regulate and inspect farms, IOFCA and the Organic Trust. Um, The big difference that people, in my view, are being misled about is the terminology and the marketing within the food sector. The only food that really is completely pure is organic. Um, And the food industry is culpable in some respects of using things like free range, grass-fed, Um, These foods are not organic. All of these foods are still produced with chemicals, pesticides, supplements, uh, feedstuffs going into these animals, plants that are not uh, fit for purpose in our view. Um, And this is where the public really need to be made aware of the massive advances that has taken place in the last two years scientifically. Uh, For many, many years, most people, uh, both in industry, in education, even in the agriculture sector would say uh, that there's very little difference between organic food and conventional food. This is now proved categorically not to be true. There is a monumental difference between organic food and chemically produced food. One of the leading experts, and I would recommend every single person here, if they want to just have an inkling into where the difference is, is look at Dr. Christine Jones's papers uh, on YouTube. Uh, She's a scientist that has proved beyond doubt that by using organic food practices, we can actually rebuild topsoil. And even uh, if you can drag it back to a simpler thing, the taste is different. Like I've just been, you know, have previous conversations with you about going into people and saying, oh, well, the likes of 
some tomatoes, I can get them for 49 cents and that I go into some restaurants and people's homes and say, oh yeah, can I taste your tomato? And they'll say, I would taste it and say, oh, that's, that's okay, it's a fair tomato. Okay, we try to trade one of the ones I've grown organically and hand them one of the varieties, Sun Gold, quite a sweet one, and they were just tasting oh, the same. That comment is probably key to all of this, Colm. Um, the nicest thing that we have on the farm is having a customer come back after buying a product and just praising everything that we're doing. Uh, probably one of the most uh, classic examples of this is that we have a certain gentleman that works for a very big chicken company uh, in Ireland and he buys chicken off of us rather than buying from the biggest chicken distributor in Ireland because he said there is no comparison in the taste. And it was very ironic because he went into some of his fellow workers with one of our chickens and four of those guys are also buying chickens off of us. The taste difference and more importantly, the volume of food that you eat with organic food, as you switch over, you will notice that your consumption of food will halve, if not go down by at least 30%. And you think that's, what's that down to? It's down to the actual quality of the nutrients within the food. And this is where most people are being misled. And there's a whole new debate that should be taking place on this. Most people, when they eat, and a lot of the problems that we have in society with obesity, with illness, with just very, very simple skin conditions, lung conditions, is down to the food you eat. And what is different about organic food is that you, by eating organic foods, you are getting the nutrients, the vitamins, the um, proteins that is essential to the body as quickly as possible. The big problem with a lot of the processed food is that you are eating, you're eating, so you're eating a mass. But even at the end of eating that mass of food, you are still deficient in what the body requires to function properly. And this leads to obviously a lot of the uh, issues we see in society today, particularly with children with obesity. But there are studies even to say that there are, but we can touch, expand on this a little bit, to say that there is no difference in nutritional value. But then you could totally have that argument that sometimes organic food is not actually what's in it, it's actually what's not in it. And glyphosate, glyphosate is a toxic chemical found in the likes of the active ingredient in Roundup. And that is scientifically proven to not, to, to only cause effects in the soil. It kills the soil bacteria, but it also negatively affects the gut. And the gut health is massive, okay? I'm a massive believer in higher fiber foods. And if you're consuming on a regular basis toxic chemicals, ingesting it from, from foods that you eat that are uh, chemically produced or non-organic, it's gonna negatively affect not only the soil, but also your own mental health and your health is your wealth, as they say. Absolutely true. I can't uh, I, I agree categorically with this. The best study done on this is with some of the South American Indian tribes. They have a diet that covers in excess of 200 food sources. And this includes nuts, meat, berries, bark, the, the distribution of their food bases is phenomenal. 
and they have the highest level of gut culture bacteria of any human being on this planet. But what's most significant is there's virtually no disease in those tribes. And it's all down to your first line of defense as a human being is your gut culture. What is going on in your stomach will dictate how healthy you will be in every aspect of your life. Why do you think people don't buy organic? Do you think it's because they find it difficult to find or a common one is it's expensive? That's a misconception. Organic food is not expensive. Um, what we do on the farm is we can produce all of our meat fully organic at a price that is cheaper or comparable to normal food that you will buy in any of the big supermarkets. What you're investing in with organic food <clears throat> is your health. And as one of the girls that works on the farm says, uh, too many people will go into a supermarket and spend a vast amount of money on a designer set of jeans and not go to pennies because the jeans are better, they fit better, they look better, they design better. Um, and when you ask them, well, why don't you buy the 20 euro ones in pennies where, rather than these 150 ones in Brown Thomas? Well, it looks better. The same principle applies to food. But the biggest problem that we have in food is that since the 1950s, food has been under the directive of bit bigger, better, cheaper, faster, um, more efficient. And food is the absolute cornerstone of your health. We are now in a society, and this year has been particularly interesting, the number of customers that have come to us and actually realized the love of producing good food. We have mothers, fathers getting back into the kitchen. They're getting back to actually the fundamentals of life, which is spending time with their families, spending time with their children and experimenting with food. And the difference in particularly children's behavior with food is phenomenal. If you change a child from a sugar-based processed food diet to a purely organic food diet, I will guarantee you that their health will improve, their behavior will transform, and their educational capabilities will go through the roof within about three months. And when you study this, and I would advocate to anyone that looks at uh, organic food, do your research. The science is now out there. Look at what this impact is having on your life. Uh, with all of my customers, one of the things that I swear to all of my uh, uh, people that buy from me is that everything that I do on the farm, I have to be accountable for. I'm accountable to the land that I take care of. I'm accountable to every insect, every bird, every fish on my land. But what I do with my animals will then directly affect the long-term health of every customer that buys off me. And I believe that that's a requirement that every customer should have of anyone that supplies food on this planet now. What are you doing to produce my food and how is this gonna impact my personal health? That's important. And I'm just gonna to touch on and moving on to the topic of, I have a particular um, goal 
of people getting a connection with the likes of the individual who provides them with food, whether it be the, the connection of getting it at a farmer's market or getting it to a farmer's. And I just want you to further expand on that point. And you have, you're, what you're trying to do is you're trying to build a community. Am I right in saying that? Absolutely, uh, Coleman. And I think what we need to do is take back control of what we do with our lives. I believe one of the nicest things that we can do in this country is to teach people, one, how to grow a lot of their own vegetables. Um, I would like to see a situation in Ireland where we educate people that they can see that if they change a normal big garden from just lawn into vegetables, shrubs, trees, insect hotels, we can probably cater for all of our CO2 requirements just in rural Ireland. We can actually meet all of our so-called CO2 sequestrations just by people in the street making a change. But what's more importantly, once you change how you produce your own food, you cannot give a better gift to your children in how they're gonna live in the future. To teach a child how to grow food, how to cook food, the value of it, and the change in their health and well-being for the rest of their life is probably the best Christmas present you can ever give to a child. And if we can do this on a collective basis, I don't want to see this as an exclusive club for the rich, for the wealthy. This should be knowledge that is freely available to everyone. There should be no closed shop on this. The information that we have created with Coleman, with the other farmers that we are now uh, on a new uh, journey, that information should be divulged to everyone, shared, commented on, and there should be a platform, I believe, in Ireland that spreads to the UK, to Germany, to America, where collectively everything that we learn about food production, soil production, insect reintroduction, once it's shared, we no longer have to rely on misinformation. We do it ourselves. That's the biggest gift that we can give to all of us as citizens of Ireland and to inhabitants of this planet. Right, and so what we can further touch on it now, the idea of what you're trying to do here and what the goal is, is to set up and educate people from the ground up, from planting a seed today to harvesting something in the future. Absolutely. And we've already gone further than that, Colvin. We can, we can give that skill set to every single person here to start producing their own food. But there's another skill set, which is keeping bees. There's another skill set is which then learning how to store food, not in the traditional methods of a freezer, but using a thing called an American can. We can bring you the Irish people into a position where you have, depending on your available land, 60, 70, 80 to 100% self-sufficiency in food, where you produce what you're actually eating. And even down to having the children go out every single morning and collect the eggs from chickens is an incredible experience. And you watch as parents, your children develop with animals, with the ground, with the earth, you will produce the most wonderful children into the future. And food is so important. We eat it every day, but yet it's often neglected. It's, it's just, a, it's a killer to see when people eating processed food, just because it's quick and just because it's handy, they say, oh, that's what I'm going for. And you'll see the likes of 
stocked from storage. You're right over the counter and you'll see a bar that has so much percent protein fortified with vitamins and minerals. Why, why take supplements? Why take the likes of vitamins of vitamin C and magnesium or iron tablets? It's all in food. It all comes from whole food. There isn't a, a vitamin or mineral that isn't coming from the ground, which is exactly what we're looking after when you're producing something organically and it's going straight into your system in a usable form. Well, you, you know more about this than I do and your, your work that you've done on food has been phenomenal. What is the biggest difference is watching people eating any organic produce, whether it's a tomato, whether it's lettuce, whether it's rocket, whether it's an apple, watching their face explode with an expression of, oh God, this is what an apple should taste like. Oh God, this is what a tomato should taste like. I hadn't, and it varies from young people to older people. I've given tomatoes to young children of five, six, seven years of age where the parent will say, oh, he won't eat or she won't eat fruit. You give the child a sunrise tomato and it's the biggest explosion of tastes, sugars, just flavors that the child goes, it's better than a sweet. When you then give it to an older person, whether it's a parsnip, a piece of rocket, um, a chili, a green pepper, and that older person tastes it and goes, that's what I actually used to remember food tastes like. It's so important there, Mark, you're touching on that. We don't have to go that far back. It's usually the likes of our parents or our grandparents that had literally a couple of chickens. They might even have a pig out the back. They had a small, they had cabbages, they had greens. That's what they ate. Hmm. Yeah. You actually were responsible for what you consumed. Um, one of the most incredible women that I've had the pleasure of meeting is a Thai lady. She was the head of the Kempinski Hotel in Bangkok. She now runs a phenomenal cooking and educational clinic in Bangkok. But Chef G, I'll get Coleman to put a, a website up. You can log on to the woman is incredible. But she has done a very extensive study that 90% of all cancers in Bang, sorry, in Thailand are city dwellers. Amongst the rural community of uh, Thailand, there's virtually still no cancer whatsoever because all of the rural people still produce all of their own domestic produce. And Thailand is an incredible country. You can stick a telegraph pole in the ground there and it will grow. So they have the perfect climate. But the differentiation between the health of the rural people versus the health of the city people in Bangkok, Chiang Mai, and this only occurred, Coleman, since 1980. The first cancers that were starting to be seen in Bangkok occurred in 1980. And it's grown since the massive incursion of processed food. Right. Okay. So now we've touched on that. How are we going to recommend people to consume more organic foods in their diet? I think probably the best way to do it is to ask people to actually go to a farmer's market, to a small producer, to a farmer like us. There's a lot of us around, but actually go and look at the farmer, to the Green Door, to Tullamore, Coleman knows the places in Cork, and actually go in and say, can I taste one of your pieces of food? 
And I will almost lay down a bet with all of the people listening to this. Once you taste an organic pear, once you taste an organic shiitake mushroom, the 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 mixed greens that Coleman produces, it just comes alive on your tongue. This is what you should be consuming. And there's there's it's it's not a secret. Something that tastes as good as organic food does is pretty good for you. Stuff that you taste where it's basically benign, tasteless, it's okay. That's the same effect it's having on your body with vitamins and everything else it does. Study it. Actually take a bit of time, look up the people that are doing the science on organics and look behind the the information that you've believed for many, many years. What is the genuine difference between producing an organic product and producing a conventional product? And then you'll get a bit of a wake-up call. It is a mountain of difference. And the other difference it will make, probably the biggest change we're proud of on the farm here in Lullymore, when we took over the farm, we only had 79 insect species here on the farm because it was conventionally used with pesticides, herbicides. And these sprays are absolutely detrimental to the wildlife. In 15 years that we've been here in Lallemore, our insect population has gone from 79 species to 1,628. And what has been most staggering this year is that we have seen a variety of uh, butterflies, moths, hoverflies, beetles, uh, which we don't recognize. We sent them to our local insect specialist. He didn't know what they were. They were sent to the Natural History Museum in England. And in theory, these species, these insects are meant to be extinct. They're not, they're alive in Lullimore. But that's what you're doing. When you change organic farming, you change all of the ecosystem. We have red-crested newts in our land. We have voles, we have shrews. We have red squirrels running all over the place. We actually have a problem with red squirrels that they steal all our hazelnuts. <laughs> but that we can live with. Uh, we have a bird population that is second to none. And all of this has been possible by increasing the insect population because insects actually start the chain of balance. They provide high protein food to birds, to mice, to uh, buzzards, to amphibians, to fish, the whole lot. And when you have the high level of insects, the most important ones are the carnivorous insects. We on our farm have no pests whatsoever in any of our food that we produce, carrots, uh, broccoli, tomatoes. We have no pests because the carnivorous insects take all of them. The only pest that we have to deal with is pigeons that steal our cabbages when we plant them and uh, cabbage leaf uh, butterflies. And that's sold very simply by putting fleeces over the brassicas. And that's something that we can just touch on, like those small things in addition to growing your own food and the techniques and the strategies, just controlling pests that are out there, are something that can be incorporated in the courses that you will be carrying out in 2021. These are all the things that we've learned over the last five, six years as a wonderful journey. And this is what we want to pass over to everyone. If you produce your own 
vegetable garden and your ecosystem on your land. Your health will be better. The environment in which you live will be better. You will produce an end product for the work that you put into this. But the biodiversity that you will live in on your land will be mind-blowing over about four or five-year period. And it doesn't have to be, you don't have to have acres and acres. You can have a small plot out the back. You could have the likes of potatoes. You can have your greens, whether it be spinach, whether it be rainbow chat. And some people actually don't even know. Maybe a couple of listeners from like a couple of new listeners from this rainbow chat type of spinach from the beetroot family with higher antioxidants, full of magnesium, full of iron. Don't need to take those uh, tablets anymore. And it's just about eating and sorry, growing a small amount. Like, whether you're living in a housing state, you can have the likes of a small area. We have one couple who are absolutely brilliant. They're a young couple. They live in a small house with a tiny garden. And every square foot of their garden produces vegetables, flowers, bees. They're an absolute example to what everyone can do. Now, they cannot produce everything that they require, but they cherish every single vegetable that they eat from that small plot. And the pride in the two of them is an example to everyone. So you can do it from a small uh, back garden to anyone that has half an acre or an acre. And as Christine Jones said, uh, who I have the highest regard for, a lawn should never be bigger than 40 by 60 feet where you can put two deck chairs and a barbecue on. A lawn shouldn't be used for anything other than that. Anything past that should be in vegetables, should be in shrubs, should be in trees and produce an ecosystem that you can be proud of in which you wish to live. That's important. And I'm just delighted and just conscious of time here. I'm just going to finish up by saying, Mac, thanks very much for your time. I really appreciate it. And where's the best place maybe for people to look up a little bit more about the farm or where they can get in contact with you? Do you have a website? or We have a website, which is www.feverfieldfarm.ie. Um, the best way to always get in contact is just give me a call. The phone numbers are on the website, but when we have direct contact with people, we can see the spark come in people's eyes and then we start a whole new journey between ourselves. We're more than happy to show people around the farm. And more importantly, we're, we are completely proud to show people how we produce food and more importantly, what we can do to help you start this journey i'm just finish up by saying like this food is not only just beneficial for you but it's also beneficial for the environment and i always finish my podcast by saying stay tuned stay classy and keep it organic you're listening to coleman power on the organic fitness podcast